What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Friday, June 30th, 2017, and you guys are listening to episode 313. How the heck is everybody doing? I hope everybody's doing well. I hope everybody had a good time in between podcasts. Also, hope my uh, Patreon subscribers enjoyed the last podcast, and uh, we are, like I said on that, we are going to be putting together uh, stockpiling some interviews with other comedians and just putting them out there uh, every week. So uh, get ready for that, and uh, thank you. Got some amazing guests coming up on the uh, on the Patreon podcast. So uh, check that out for as little as $3 a month, guys. But again, this podcast, The Versi Effect, the regular one, will always be free, as I've stated from day one. Um, I have a great show for you guys today. Uh, oh, and unacceptable, that's hot off the presses, everybody. I'm ready to go. And uh, I am definitely for sure fired up about this unacceptable. Pissed off. It's unacceptable. I've been stewing in it for about, I don't know, 12 hours now. And I am just ready to fucking just go with it. All right? Because it, it was really unacceptable. It happened last night. Um, so I'm going to get into that, of course. Of course, your guys' unacceptables. Uh, got a lot of stuff to talk about in sports. Well, not a lot of stuff, but it looks like the Yankees are trying to right the ship here, but they're right there, um, you know, either tied for first, half a game out, half a game above. It's there. They're right there, so they're still doing good, and uh, it's fun watching them with my son. Also, the Phil Jackson thing. Definitely want to talk about the Phil Jackson thing, which everybody's going nuts about. Everybody all over the place is talking about the Knicks. So uh, <clears throat> the funny thing is with the Knicks, they're either talking about it, uh, you know, because something like bad happened or something ridiculously bad happened. It's never talking about the Knicks when something good happened, but um, they are talking about them nonetheless. So I'm going to talk about that, um, and uh, we're going to get into um, you know we're going to get into a lot of good uh, Versi effect discussions. I can feel it. This is going to be a good one, and I think the reason I think that is because I am pissed off and fired up. And you guys know when you listen to the show and I'm pissed off and fired up. It's got a little bit of uh, a little more mustard on the fastball, uh, but first, of course, everybody. Before we get into uh, TVE three thirteen, I uh, have to shout out the sponsors. Um, of course, the Verzi Effect podcast is sponsored by Chassis Premium Body Powder for Men. Man care for down there. That's right, Chassis guys. I have been using this product. It is absolutely um, amazing in the summer when you're sweating and you're hot. Um, it can definitely uh, be a, an issue down there with uh, your uh, male parts, of course. We sweat, we run, we, we play ball. And uh, Chassis Premium Body Powder has a special Hydro Shield technology, uh, so it provides all-day protection against sweat, chafing, and odor. And I can, I can tell you right now, I do not get out of the shower without using it. They were kind enough to send me a package of all this stuff, and uh, I would not endorse this product if I didn't say it was absolutely hands down 100% the best product for uh, men down there ever. If uh, I said this the other day to somebody when I was literally talking off the air, off, you know, just totally just talking with a friend, I go, if you haven't used chassis body powder on your balls, you've, you have not had clean balls yet, or you have not had, your balls have never been the freshest they have been if you haven't used chassis. Every man should know that. Okay, chassis contains no talc. It contains no aluminum, no parabens, no menthol, nothing dangerous at all. It is a fine powder. It's ultra soft. Uh, one bottle of this stuff, guys. I've had the same bottle for, I mean, look, I've been, I've been uh, dealing with chassis now for 
you know, five, six weeks or a couple weeks before I even started. I used it first before I endorsed it. And uh, these things last, these bottles last three to four months. Uh, you can buy Chassis, uh, Chassis for Men at um, on their website at uh, ChassisForMen.com. That's C-H-A-S-S-I-S for Men.com or on Amazon. It's absolutely blowing up. Uh, they have a commercial with Kenny Main and uh, uh, future Hall of Famer, uh, the crime dog Fred McGriff. Uh, he should be a Hall of Famer. Guy's numbers, are, guy, was, guy was an animal. Um, but I love this product, and uh, they have other products too. They have like a primer for the shaft. I mean, it's just, you got to go check it out. It's, it's unbelievable what, uh, what this product has done. We go outside, we play ball, we throw the ball around. I'm not sweating down there. It's unbelievable. At night, I just, I just look down there, and I'm like, how is this even possible that they, they were able to do this? And they did it. The ball game is over. <laughs> Holy shit, I just came up with that. I just came up with that. I'm fucking, I'm, I'm coining that shit. Chassis, man care for down there. The ball game is over. Are you kidding me? Are you, f- I'm getting that shit. I'm getting the rights to that shit. The ball game is over. What? Oh my God. Uh, check it out, guys. Chassis premium body powder uh, for men. And it's just absolutely um, an unbelievable product. It really, really is. Um, also, guys, City Living Dog. They are still, I am still, I love what this man does, Coach Mike. City Living Dog, City Living Dog Services. Go to his website, citylivingdog.com. Go to all of his um, social media outlets, his, uh, you know, his Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook Live, amazing YouTube channel with amazing clips of him training these dogs. Um, we have to have another visit because Lloyd is uh, again on thin ice with Mrs. Verzi. Right when we thought we might have righted the ship, Lloyd is on thin ice again. He is... Um, one thing we notice that he's doing is when I go away, when I go on the road, he starts to get a little, I'm not going to say like aggressive with malice. Like he's not trying to hurt anybody, but he definitely acts up a little bit and acts out of, you know, doing the proper thing when, uh, when his dad is gone. And when I come home, he kind of writes the ship again, but we need, uh, we need a little something. And coach Mike is the man that will be doing it. And, uh, he's, um, you know, he's great at what he does. So please check him out. Coach Mike city living dog. He's been doing this almost 18 years, about 18 years. And he's amazing at what he does. Please check it out. And also guys, all things comedy. What could I say about all things comedy other than they have the best podcast network out there. They have amazing podcasts. Um, you know, you, if you're a fan of podcasts and comedy podcasts, look no further. I mean, there's amazing ones out there. I have friends that do Riotcast. Riotcast has great ones. I mean, there's there's a Gas Digital has great ones. So er, they're, they're all great. But um, please, please check out and support all things comedy because they are amazing to the artist. Um, they're amazing to the artist. I did my album there with all things records. It was awesome. And they are uh, they are doing and producing my first special, which will be August 13th at the Terrytown Music Hall. For people that don't know... Uh, we did open up the balcony. The balcony seats are now open for the Terrytown Music Hall. So they had to wait because what they do is they call kill shots or kill seats because of the cameras. Because there's television cameras there and it's a whole big production, um, literally. Uh, so they didn't know if the balcony would be needed for cameras and anything. We have opened the balconies up. 
Both balconies are open for the 7 and 9.30 shows, August 13th at the Terrytown Music Hall. Downstairs, I believe, are, are sold out, but you guys can go to the Terrytown Music Hall uh, website and uh, and get tickets there. People are still buying them. Um, they're filling up, but, you know, it's it's there's still balcony seats, so uh, if you go there uh, soon, I'm sure you'll be able to get some some tickets, and I really appreciate uh, everybody that already did buy tickets. Uh, it should be a great night. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so All Things Comedy is doing that for me, and they are amazing. So you could check out all of the stuff that All Things Comedy does at allthingscomedy.com uh, and or follow them on Twitter at All Things Comedy. All right, everybody. It's July 4th weekend. It is a weekend of drinking, hot dogs, music, wiffle ball, fireworks, angry neighbors. That's what it is, especially if you don't invite them. How was I know to invite the guy? The guy's like in his 70s. He's just never around. I should have. It's my fault. But, you know, you get a vibe from somebody, you know. Then the guy threatens to fucking shoot me. Uh, in a roundabout way, he threatens to shoot me. And now people are like, you should just invite him this year. It's like, I can't invite a guy that fucking threatened to shoot me. I just can't. I'm not built like that. You know? He goes, I'm going to be armed next. It's like, what does that mean? So fireworks, if you see fireworks, you're going to start shooting? It's fucking ridiculous. I did wave, like we waved at each other, which was a weird thing. We had this like standoff and we were just looking at each other and then a wave happened and uh, it was just whatever. So I don't know. I'm dealing with that shit, but um, (laughs) you know, it was just, hey, it was big fireworks. I mean, so big that people were like, Paul, he might've had a point. Like that's how big it was. I didn't know. I didn't know my friend from the Bronx was going to bring up a fucking militia and that's what happened. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with it uh, this year. But we are having um, a get-together. And uh, the party was so big last year that people are asking me. And it's like, I didn't even know. Do you know what my, my, the funniest thing about my 4th of July party is my 4th of July party was supposed to be a handful of my comedians. Just a handful of my comedians. And then what happened was, oh, that neighbor, they, they're new and they like us. Let's invite them. So we invite them. Then another neighbor shows up. Oh, let's invite them. Then I start meeting people because I'm a private guy. And I start meeting people. And I'm like, oh, and my wife's like, oh, let's invite them. Next thing you know, all the neighbors two years ago, like, that was fucking awesome. Are you doing it again? And we're like, fuck yeah, I'm doing it again. And then last year was an absolute blowout. You know, like I said, I'm not kidding. Bartnick says one of the best uh, cookouts he's been to in 20 years. It was a fucking blowout with like a Macy's Day fucking fireworks display at the end of it in my in my little backyard, which was so ridiculously illegal and nuts, which I didn't know about. Cops came, tried to offer him cannolis. It, it didn't work. Um, now, well, the cops were cool, but they already left. I wasn't able to get them the cannolis is what I'm saying. Um, so that's, uh, that's going down, and it's just awesome because when you have a party like that, everybody knows what you like. It's booze. It's cigars. I'm thinking about stopping cigars, guys, for a while. I don't know. I don't know if I could do it, but I want to kind of stop just for a little while. I don't like because the habit is so amazing and I love it and I love smoking sticks that I I don't want anything to get. Anytime I really like something, I'm like, let me see if I could get, you know, go without it. Um, Now I'm going to get a little angry. All right. I'm going to get a little angry. Let me clear my throat for this. Uh, That's the beautiful thing about podcasts and comedy. It's the only time where you got to clear your throat to vent. You know, when you're screaming at somebody normally in regular life, you don't go like, hold on a second. <coughs> and another, th- you just, you just start going and your voice is all fucked up. No, 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 I'm clearing my throat for this shit. All right. 
First of all, I want to thank everybody and all the real fans who came out last night to the Kowloon in Saugus, Massachusetts. It's a comedy venue on top of uh, a famous Chinese restaurant. And uh, they do comedy there for years and years and years. And local comedians, it's a place they aspire to get to. And it's a, just a great, it's a great little little space. And it's a kind of a classic, legendary space. So I had some loyal, loyal Verzi Effect listeners in that area go, I'm going out there. And I also want to shout out to my fan, my fan Jessica. I don't know if it's uh, free tag or free, I'm, I'm going to fuck it up. Um... But Jessica, who's a fan of mine in Massachusetts, you know who I'm talking about. I hope you're listening to this. I came out, I, I poked my head out to kind of see you um, after the show, but I think you had already left. Uh, Jessica had hip replacement surgery, like, recently. She went to her first physical therapy yesterday, and she shows up to the show on crutches, with I assume, was her boyfriend, and she sat there and she watched the show, and uh, I'm sure she was uncomfortable. I'm sure she was in pain. And uh, it was an amazing thing. So, Jessica, uh, I will make sure that you are taken care of. The next show I come to that you want to come to, please let me know ahead of time. And I will have tickets and uh, you and your um, boyfriend taken care of. Or if it's your husband, I apologize. But thank you so much for coming out to that. I want to thank all the people. There were definitely people. There were even local comedians that came out to see me. Um, and, and I really, really appreciate the respect and the, and the support. Now, here's the fucking problem. The problem is there was a group of people that knew people that put the show together that sat up front. And anytime you know the person that put the show together, all right, anytime that that fucking happens, you have this thing where you feel like you have the right to, you have the right to talk or you have the right to be a part of the fucking show. So I see this front row, and they're talking through all the comedians. And all the comedians are, you know, when they ask a question, these people are like yelling and throwing their hands up. They're being extremely fucking rude, and apparently they don't go to live shows. Or if they do go to live shows, they just didn't respect this live show, which happened to be a fundraiser for fucking drug addiction and opiate addiction. Okay? Um, so I'm just saying to the people running the thing, I go, I'm just, just so you know, if those people are a problem for me, like, I'm going to go in. And I know they know you, and I know... And they were like, hey, man, you're a comic. Do whatever you got to do. I mean, you got to do whatever you got to do. So I politely said, listen, guys, you got to just be quiet. You know, we're doing this thing. And then I fucking went in. These people had the fucking audacity to not... Listen, I know I've done Unacceptables on TVE before about people talking in shows, about drunk people in shows. I'm not even doing that here. This is different, okay? This was me saying something once. The crowd applauding what I said and trying to make these people stop. They were disruptive and I told them that. They could not hold it together. Five minutes later, whispering. A girl groping the guy, whispering in each other's ear, laughing. The one next to him, on the phone, tables around each other, texting to each other as I'm fucking scolding them. No, no, you're funny. We think you're funny. I know I'm funny, I said. I know. Shut the fuck up. Why the fuck would you come to a fundraiser? I fucking drove three and a half hours to this to support this fucking drug fundraiser. And you can't shut the fuck up for five minutes? That's how fucking self-important and self-absorbed you are? You fucking idiots sitting up front. Why don't you act like you've been out before? Fucking unacceptable. And the mother was there and the mother was like getting all upset. And then the mother and the friend walked out. Good. Good. You should walk out. I'd be fucking appalled if my daughter or whoever the fuck was acting like that too. You know, and it's just like, 
and, and then there was another table over there talking. And, and it was like they were all together talking. And it was like, listen, don't come do it then. If the fucking fundraiser or whatever people are trying to build money for, okay, is just you're there just because like you feel like they needed you there. They don't need you there. They want you there to support what the fuck the, the thing is. You know what I mean? It's like going to a golf benefit. You're not going to go to a golf benefit and, and you know, and just fucking be a dick and throw clubs in the water and do it. No, you're going to try to go play golf and do it. Well, if you're in the fucking audience, it's probably a fucking awful example. But you know what I mean? You know, you know what I'm saying? If you're there in the fucking crowd, why the fuck would you throw a golf club? Where the, I'm just, That's how mad I am right now that I'm just fucking flying off. It's like I, I could not believe. I could not believe that I was doing... And I lost my brother-in-law. Uh, I lost my brother-in-law to addiction a couple of years ago. I lost him to, uh, to a, a terrible... It was just terrible, okay? He was 30 years old, and it was a huge blow um, to my family, obviously. And it's something I still think about. We do a fundraiser for him every year at Levity Live. And, you know, when my friends tell me that they're doing, a, a, you know, an opiate addiction thing and all this and that, you know, and I've done it multiple times, I'll drive three and a half hours. But to see people, not only, like, they weren't, it wasn't like they were just whispering real quick and then looking at the stage. They were having full-fledged conversations like they were in a fucking diner in the front row. What do you want me to do as a performer? Tell me. Tell me. Because I've been doing this shit a long time. I've been a professional comedian, fucking over, I've been a professional comedian almost 15 years as a pro. Okay, probably 13 and a half, maybe 14 years as a pro. First time I picked up a microphone to do an open mic was 17 fucking years ago, okay? Or, or 16 years ago, whatever. But no, 17 years ago. Jesus Christ, yes, yeah, it's, it's 2017 now. I did, yeah, like 17 and a half years was the first time that I did an open mic. Uh, then my first two, three years, like I said, I don't know if I could even count. I was barely doing it, getting out, you know, so whatever. But as a professional, I've been doing this for a long fucking time. And I know the difference between somebody whispering I know the difference between somebody just being fucking blatantly rude and talking and, and not caring. I, and I know the difference between somebody that wants attention. I, I could see it. I've done it. I can read the fucking crowd. And these people, and here's the worst part. Everybody else there was having a great time. I have the room, you know, laughing. I'm having a good time with them. I'm talking to them. I'm engaged. I'm doing crowd work with certain people, but not where they should fucking give feedback. I'm just having a great time. And I'm even talking about real stuff. I'm getting into the politics of things, things going on in society. Obviously not taking a side or alienating anybody, but doing it my way and having fun. Going into jokes. I see people there that know comedy and have been involved in comedy for years. Um, Bill Burr's father-in-law was there, Ben Hill. Shout out to Ben Hill, is amazing. He was there with his uh, lovely girlfriend, and they were enjoying it. And everybody's having a great time. And uh, the, like I said, comedians came out to support. And these fucking people, I couldn't even go into certain stories. I wanted to go into certain stories. And I'm just like, you know what, man? Fuck, like I'm not, because here's the thing. When you know the people running it, my next, my only other option was to straight up get to the point where I just got incredibly venomous and, and did things which, and it's like, I don't want to do that at a fundraiser, but when I have to say, and don't get me wrong, I gave it to him. I gave it to him fucking hard. I mean, I shut them down. I destroyed them verbally. I did. But then even after that, they were so drunk and disruptive that they could not be talked to unless, and you know, so, you know, nobody kicked them out. So whatever it is, what it is. And, uh, I was happy to do it. Uh, please check out the fight fundraiser. 
that my uh, my buddy Johnny Hickey and his partner run, and uh, it's a great fundraiser. But people in the front row at a drug fundraiser, just talking like that, absolutely fucking unacceptable. And the people were waiting to see me fucking unleash it on them. And then I did, and everybody clapped, and you thought it was over, and they held it together for five minutes, and then I, and then they just kept going. It was one of the most blatantly disrespectful, ridiculous things I've ever fucking been a part of as far as the show. And I'm not even kidding when I tell you the people doing that should be fucking ashamed of themselves. It was an absolute fucking disgrace to do. And, and, the, and the fundraiser was a success. Everybody had a good time. I'm talking about this one table, the way they fucking behaved. Because it was a great time and it was a success. They made money. Um, everybody was happy. I was happy to be there. I, and here's the thing. I didn't even have a miserable time even when putting them, like, putting them in their place. I was actually having fun. But it was like, you know, it was one of those things where if they would have shut up, the show would have just been better. The show would have just been better. That's the truth. You know, and, and you know, it's, it's a disgraceful thing. So unacceptable. I don't care if these people hear this. I don't give a fuck. You know, I went there for my friend. And I'd go there for my friend, for any of my friends that, that want me to do that. But to, to do that shit, that's unacceptable for the week of, of, the, of the show. It really is. And I apologize to anybody that got distracted. Because, uh, you know, I mean, what else could I do other than physically try to fucking take people out of a room? I mean, what else could I have done? So, um, unacceptable, uh, to say the least, to say the least, it's like people fucking, like they were there because it's an epidemic and people are dying of heroin overdose. Like, that's the funny thing. Like, it wasn't a fundraiser for, like, cyclists to go on a fucking marathon, like, do, like, a local tour de France. It wasn't a cyclist fucking benefit. It wasn't to raise money for a bowling league or a bunch of fat fucks round up together on a Wednesday night so they could drink pitchers of beer and eat stale pretzels. It wasn't that. If it was that, I would understand it. You know, if it was a fundraiser for, for some fucking stupid walk to save turtles, I wouldn't give a fuck. You know, I would be like, you know, I would be... But the fact... I mean, you'd expect it from a bunch of fat bowlers. And I'll be honest with you. I bet you fucking bowlers would sit there more respectful. Because they'd be like, no, we need this money. I want to keep going and getting away from my wife on fucking Wednesday night. We're going to shut up and listen to this guy. That's what they would do. But no. Let's fucking put people in the front for a drug benefit. People dying. Let's do that. And and, 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 and not be able to keep our fucking mouths shut. You know, when, when, when people are driving three and a half fucking hours. And it's not even about the drive. I would drive fucking six hours for my friend. I don't care. You know, but you know, all the other comics. Comics were like, you know, it was a big deal for younger comics to be there. It was, it was fucking, you know. And uh, shout out to the other comics, Tommy and Kenny uh, and Alvin and Zach. You know, the local guys out there excited to be there. And, uh, and these people were just fucking drunk and yelling and talking. And it was fucking disrespectful. So that's my unacceptable for the week. Those people should be ashamed of themselves. And uh, I'm glad I went as hard as I did. Thinking back, I should have could have even went harder. Um, all right, I feel a little better. Uh, here we go. Let's go to your guys' unacceptables now. I'll cool off while I read this. Uh, Jesus. All right, here we go. This one is from, this is a long, oh no, it's not long. They use big font. I get it. Thank you. Here we go. This is a pool job unacceptable from Jordan. Jordan Jordan says, hey, Paul, first time writer into TVE, but have been listening for about two years um, since Burb mentioned you on his podcast. I appreciate that. 
uh, to preface, I'm a 20-year-old college kid working a summer job at a mobile home community. My job is to make sure people entering the pool are registered and have a pool pass, and if not, to register them for the pool um, and to clean the pool out with the pool skimmer. That's it, Paul. That is the end of my duties. I also have a little tent next to the entrance of the pool to do this job at. Paul, the level of fucking animal I see every day at this pool is unreal. I constantly ask myself, is anyone else seeing this shit? The worst part of this job is when some parent brings seven, uh, seven, eight year, seven to eight kids at a time to the pool and just lets them do uh, fuck all in the pool. What? Let's... Uh, just lets them do fuck all in the pool while they sit their asses in the picnic area in the shade and fuck around on their phone while their kids terrorize the pool. Paul, the worst day came about a week ago uh, when a lady brought five kids to the pool who were ages four to nine. And as you can guess, she went straight to the shaded area and didn't watch her kids. About 40 minutes after, that's the worst. With fucking water, dude, you got to have your eye on the water. Uh, after It's just fucking ridiculous and just really irresponsible. About 40 minutes after the kids were in the pool, I didn't see this lady look up uh, from her once. Wow. At one point, the youngest child was going to get uh, one of her pool toys that her brother left on the edge. To get this toy, she had to get out of the pool and walk around uh, the eight foot side of the pool, uh, the deepest side. She slipped into the pool and started drowning. Wow. About 12 feet from her mother, uh, in the picnic area who never looked up from her phone. I am not a lifeguard pole, nor do I have any lifeguard training of any kind besides knowing how to swim. When this girl fell in, I just so happened to be cleaning out the pool. So I immediately saw the girl drowning. Uh, I did my best Greg Luganus impression and dove into the pool and pulled the girl out. Uh, by this point, the mother started paying attention only because I yelled, oh, fuck, before I hopped in. Uh, when I got the girl out of the water, she was fine, but the mother had the audacity to start yelling at me about how I should have been watching her kids and that she is going to have me fired. Wow. Paul, I was shocked. I, uh, I was shocked. I likely just saved her daughter's life. And she was uh, just berating me. There are numerous signs around the pool that say swim at your own risk and no lifeguard on duty. On duty, The only acceptable part of this is when I dove in, my phone was in my pocket, so my manager replaced my phone, gave me a raise. Paul locked this negligent-ass parent in a cage uh, until they learn it's not someone else's job to watch their own kids. Sorry for the lank, Paul. I just had to let somebody know about these animals. Uh, P.S. Come inland to South Carolina sometime. You have some fans here. Catch a uh, Gamecock football game in Columbia. Uh, yeah. Uh, Columbia, uh, South Carolina sometime. It's great experience. And USC has a beautiful campus. Well, thank you so much, uh, Jordan, for writing in the first time. That's a great unacceptable. It's very fucking unacceptable, to be honest with you. The fact that this mother was just sitting in the shade looking at her phone and her little girl fell into you know, fell in, you know, to eight feet. And when, I mean, just thinking about that, I have a little girl, I have a little boy. If that fucking happened, I would lose my mind. And, uh, the fact that she yelled at you, it's just the most ridiculous thing. But 
here's the positive note. You got a cool-ass boss. Dude, I can tell you that, Jordan. You got a cool boss. If your boss is going to replace your phone and give you a raise and understood it. So shout out to your boss and tell your boss that they we need more bosses like that and people that understand shit. That's ridiculous. And good on you for saving that little girl. So that's a that's a that's a clap break for for you for not only a great first submission but for doing a uh, a great deed and and hopefully that little girl remembers it and and remembers that her mother's a piece of shit. Uh, okay, here we go. This one is from Greg uh, Gronk at the roast. This should be interesting, Paul. As I'm sure you may know, there was a recent roast for David Ortiz in Boston. Yes, I do know. Not only do I know, I wrote some jokes for that roast in Boston. And from all accounts, I've read your boy uh, Bill crushed it. What's unacceptable is all the media networks and people around Boston making a huge deal about the anti-Semitic jokes Gronk said. It's a fucking roast. You know exactly what you're going to hear if you attend the event. It's not like Gronk was up uh, on the podium after Super Bowl making Jew jokes. The guy scores touchdowns, bangs porn stars, and then reads some jokes that somebody else wrote for him at a celebrity event. Give me a break. Hoping to catch you in Foxborough at the end of July. Thanks. Greg, I could not agree more. Um, And what are you expecting from Gronkowski? Let's be honest. The guy's not a fucking brain surgeon. All right? You talk to Gronkowski, you just see how he acts. I mean, you know, something tells me... uh, you know, he didn't exactly academically crush it at Arizona. And if he did, he probably had a fucking team of scientists in his dorm room with him helping him. So what are you expecting, really? You know, it's it's fucking <laughs> Gronkowski. You know, it's, it's yeah, so I just, uh, I, I don't think Rob Gronkowski is somebody that you would expect um, high-level clever jokes from, especially at a roast in the off-season you know, he, he's just excited to be there. Absolutely ridiculous. And uh, a joke is a joke. You know, it's it's just, it's, it's part of what we're living in now. And I know that that sounds like an old man, but it's true. A joke is a joke. And uh, you're at a roast especially. So what do people expect? I think it's a little ridiculous. And, um, you know, it is what it is because people are just so freaked out about what sponsors are going to do and networks are worried about that. Listen, there are definitely some things you shouldn't say. You know, if you're talking about drowning babies and there's no joke, it's just like a shock thing. That's kind of like, I'm not saying you can't say it, but it's just at at what point is it like, all right, where's the joke though? Uh, You know, there needs to be a joke or at least, you you know, talk about an issue you're going through with it or, or, or have a punchline that kind of makes sense or a misdirection, something like that. And whether it's tasteless or not, at least there's a joke. But when you just do something to do something, I will say, yeah, you know, you shouldn't, but you shouldn't say certain things. Or if you're an adult and you know, certain things are going to get you in trouble, you got to be smart. You know, uh, Bill Maher could have easily, easily been, easily been fired for what he said. Um, you got to think about it sometimes. You got to think about who's going to listen to it and what platform you're on and all that. So, um, but I agree with you 100%. And the fact that other people wrote for him at a celebrity roast of it, and there's comedians there, and it's Gronkowski, you got to look past it. Great, unacceptable. I totally agree with you. Couldn't agree with you more, actually, Greg. Um, and uh, yeah, hope you check me out in uh, Foxborough too at the end of July. Thank you so much for the submission. Here we go, only a couple more here. Let's see where we are. Time-wise, guys, 31 minutes. We're doing perfect. We are doing perfect. Oh, I got a good flow on this one, right? 313's, 313's a good one. You can feel it. I can feel it. I know when I'm half-stepping. 
A couple ago, it was a little, they were like, ah, it was all right. It was like a seven or an eight. This one, uh, I like this one. This one's going good. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I know you're shaking your head going, what the, f- this kid's out of his mind judging his own podcast. No, you get a feeling. You know, you get a feeling. You always get a feeling. You get a feeling during sex. You ever have sex? And you're just saying to yourself, oh, I'm giving it to my partner. Like, this is like, when she's done, she's going to realize that I came with it. I came with my A stuff, you know? Struck out the side a couple of times, only gave up a couple of hits, maybe one run out of eight innings. It's a great outing. That's all. All right, this one. Here we go. Here we go. Hami. What's up, Hami? Uh, Hami is a loyal, loyal comedy fan. Comedy clubs. Comedy festivals, goes to shows, goes to benefits. Shout out to the Bron- I mean to Yonkers, I believe. Hami, what's up, buddy? Hami says, cell phone slash elevator unacceptable. What up, Paul? It's Hami. Now, we all know elevator etiquette. It reaches the floor, the doors open, you let the people out, you step in. Easy peasy. But fuck these assholes that get upset that you step into the elevator before they step out because the idiot is focused on his or her phone and they didn't step out of the elevator when it was their turn. I don't have time for you to figure out that you're living in a fucking society and you should stop disrupting it with your lack of fucking focus. Love the cast. Can't wait for your special. That's a great one. You're absolutely right. Look. I'll do the etiquette and you do the etiquette, okay? We will do it together and we will go on in society the way that the way that it says, the rules say. I'll treat you with respect, you treat me with respect. But when you're looking at your fucking phone and I do my part and then you get upset because the flow is fucked up because you were on your phone, fuck you. That is perfect. That is absolutely perfect. I could not agree with you more. Those are the people. Those are the people that sit in front of comedy shows and talk. And then when you call them out, they get upset at you. Okay, you see how we came full circle? Good job, homie. You gave me a little callback on the show this week. Because that's what happens. These motherfuckers want to talk. They want to be on their phones. And you go, why are you doing that? Why are you being so disrespectful? There's people up here working. Why are you being a dick? Why would you say? Why are you ruining my time? That's what they do. I had this one cunt in Philadelphia. She was talking, she was talking, she was talking. Again, a benefit. A benefit's for Crohn's disease. A benefit where they were fucking going up there speaking. This was changing people's lives. People's lives were were ruined because of this fucking disease. And I drove down. Now, granted, I was running my hour and I had a benefit from the show too. But I still have a show. And I went on at the end. And guess what? This lady is talking to the girl behind her during the show, I had to stop. I said, you're being disrespectful. And she's going, no, I'm not, no, I'm not. And then I started talking about depression and she broke down crying. And then she's the fucking victim. It's the worst. And with what uh, Hami's saying with this thing is, he's trying to do the right thing. But then the person's on the phone. Oh, what the fuck? It's your fault. I was on the phone. I'm sorry you're on the phone. I'm sorry you're on the phone. Not my problem. Because your phone call is not going to dictate my day or time. Fuck you. Great unacceptable, homie. Great to hear from you. Hope to see you soon. There you go. There you go. That's why I love Verzi Effect listeners. That's why I love Verzi Effect fans. That's why I love my fans because we're all on the same fucking page. I would rather have 100,000 diehard Verzi Effect fans that think like me than a fucking million of the people that sat in the fucking front row and talked just because, oh, I'm going to go to the show until I heard about it. I would rather somebody... 
go, oh my God, I like I liked the stand-up. I like what he does. I like him. I'm going to see him. Instead of, is everybody else going to go? Then I'll go and we'll talk and we'll fucking go on our cell phones. Is that going to be fine? Yeah, we're drinking. It's, it's not about the art. All right. Woof. Yeah, you know, you know it's still in me. That's why. That's why. So you guys are getting me. If you like when I get excited, I, then you're going to like the show because it's still in me. As much as I thought the unacceptable would get it out, it's still in me. It's still in me. It's probably going to take me, I would say all jokes aside, probably take me till about two o'clock tomorrow afternoon to get it out of my heart, to be honest with you. But I'm excited because tonight I'm performing with my buddy Bill Burr. He's in town in my neck of the woods. As you guys know, Bill and I don't get to work together that much anymore. I'm headlining and I'm getting ready for my own special and all this stuff, but we're such dear friends and he's in, he's in Westchester or as my friend Giannis Papas, aka Mauricia Gonzalez would say, Westchester, that's it. That we're going to be in Westchester, in Portchester tonight uh, at the Capitol Theater. And we're going to have a great time. And it's amazing to be home. And it's amazing to be in front of fucking people that are from here. It's going to be great. Um, first time writer, long time fan. This is from Michelle uh, Kolokinski. I hope I said that right, Michelle. But here we go. Um, here we go. She sent me something. Okay, let's see, let's see. Um, Hi there, Paul. Been a longtime podcast listener and finally decided to send an email to the Unacceptables. Well, thank you so much. Uh, I saw you, Bill Burr, and Joe Bartnick, Joey B., in my hometown of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, a couple years ago. My husband and I since moved to sunny Arizona. Uh, we're not retired. We're just tired of Wisconsin winters. Since being out here, I constantly reminded by dumb fucks back home <laughs> that it's hot here. No fucking shit. <laughs> Do they think it's helpful to tell me that? What What the fucking fuckity fuck? Do these morons think I don't have AC or that I live in my car or that I don't have access to a pool? Look, I'm sure a big part of this, it's jealousy. It absolutely is on their part. And they're uh, stuck in the sixth worst ranking city in the U.S. It's a fact. And then she sent me the link. But they need to point out that the motherfucker... But uh, why do they need to point out the motherfucking obvious to me? These are the same people who in the winter will talk about how cold it is outside. No shit, it's winter. Thanks for letting me vent uh, on this unacceptable... Uh, low rent, think they're taking shots at me for living somewhere awesome, uh, dillweed motherfuckers, and here's just a little bit of shit I deal with constantly, and then Michelle went on to send me some, like, uh, what's it called, some Facebook posts and some, and some people going at her, and, uh, there's just, like, I'll read a couple of them here, ouch, enjoying, uh, burning in Scottsdale-ish, somebody wrote, uh, Phoenix flights canceled because too hot for planes. Somebody wrote to her. Yeah, these are fucking supportive friends. Uh, then somebody said, "Come to Arizona." Uh, they said, and then it's like, and it's just like somebody burnt to a crisp in a chair. Uh, yep, that's all jealousy. It's dry heat. They said, and there's just somebody like charcoal in a chair. It's a funny picture, but uh, in case you're new to the valley, Arizona weather by mouth, and then it just shows fire and emojis with tears. Then it shows a grill burning. That Yeah, it's just, you know what it is, Michelle? Here's what happened, okay? You and your husband 
made a great fucking move. You and your husband decided, you know what? We've been in Wisconsin for a while. We've been in Milwaukee, which I think is great people. I really do. As a matter of fact, uh, I said it and I, and I really, really meant, uh, that, uh, Indianapolis and Milwaukee were two of the, was it Indianapolis, Milwaukee, and Cincinnati were three places that if I did not do my special in New York, that's where I would do. And I still think that I, I don't think, um, me go, like not going to, I think me maybe doing something in Milwaukee in some capacity, some way, shape or form. I definitely will perform there, uh, you know, in clubs and stuff and hopefully theaters. That's the goal. I love Milwaukee. Um, but what you and your husband did was you were tired of Wisconsin. You were tired of winters and you said, let's do something different. Some people in New York go to Florida. Some go to Tennessee. Now North Carolina is big. You know, that's what people do. You guys decided let's go to Arizona. By the way, Speaking of Arizona, I am going to Phoenix. I will be headlining in Phoenix July 21st through the 23rd at Stand Up uh, Live in Phoenix, Arizona, Stand Up Live, July 21 through 23. I'll talk about that at the end. But I had an amazing time in Arizona, amazing people. The weather, the scenery is beautiful, and no shit, it's hot. So you and your husband decide to make this nice move and make a change in your life, and everybody back home. Are you burning to a crisp? Is it miserable? It's like, no, it's not. I'm living in a beautiful place with AC that's fucking 65 degrees. We're actually cold and it's beautiful outside and I'm looking at red mountains and shit. Okay. How are you doing over there in Wisconsin? Go fuck yourself. Good for you, Michelle. Thank you so much for writing in. You're awesome. I'm glad you're a listener and uh, I'm glad you're a longtime fan and I, uh, I love your style. So thank you so much for submitting. That's another great job. Uh, everybody, everybody, great job. I'm going to end it on that. Uh, yeah. And for the people, uh, about the general admission, I'm really sorry guys. Um, so if you did get tickets to my special people like get tickets up front and this and that, and then they change it to general admission. I think it's because of cameras or may having to move people around. I think that's what it might be. So they don't want people to say, Oh, this is my seat. I bought it. And then if somebody has got to be moved around because of cameras and stuff, that's what it is. Um, I'm sorry about that. It is what it is, but, uh, there's not a bad seat in the house. You guys will be fine with it. I could, I could tell you that right now. Hope to see you guys August 13th. I'm really, uh, looking forward to, uh, to doing my special there in front of you guys, in front of the real fans. I know some people are flying out. It's amazing. So thank you so much. If you guys are looking for tickets, uh, like I said, balcony tickets are open. Thank you guys for the uh, emails to the unacceptables. If you would like to submit, look, as you guys can see, there was a couple first time, uh, submitters, first time writers, uh, today. And, um, you know, I just, uh, I, I just love the new fans. I love the old fans. So, so, uh, write them in and you can write them into unacceptables for TVE at gmail.com. That is unacceptables for TVE at gmail.com. Not the number four written out F O R. Uh, so you could do that. Let's see what we have on, um, let's see what we have on Twitter. Um, this one is from at v, uh, VM, VMP at Vinny underscore Vegas. At Paul Verzi, episode 312, Target self-checkout. That was from me, unacceptable. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see what else we got. Frank Izzo. At F-I-Z-Z-O-72, Denver, instead of the same comics, how about something fire like Paul Verzi? Unacceptable Verzi Denver movement. Well, thank you, Frank. Uh, I'd love to come out to Denver. 
Hit up the Denver Comedy uh, Comedy Works. I want to go out to Denver. I will say that on my podcast now. My agent's going to reach out anyway, so I don't know if me saying it, but you know who matters? The fans, the people, okay? Why do you think fucking Jim Dolan uh, does shit with the Knicks a lot of times and makes decisions because there's people outside protesting and they get the fans have spoken. Stephen A. Smith yells in a microphone and he wants to change something because he listens to it. If you guys want me in Denver, I want to come to Denver. Let's make that happen. Let's hit up the Comedy Works. I'm not going to be able to do it before my special because I have a ton of stuff coming up. I got Phoenix. I got Montreal. I got Cleveland. I got Long Island. I got a bunch of stuff coming up before the special, but I'd love to come out there. So if you want it, keep doing it. Thanks for the thing. If you want the special on Netflix, hit them up. How about that? You want to see the special on Netflix? Hit them up. You want it on HBO? Hit them up. You want it on Showtime? Hit them up. You want it on Comedy Central? Hit them up. All you got, people listen, guys. Executives listen. They want to know where the fans go, you know, want to go. So, do that. Let's see what else we have. Uh, this is from Stan at uh, Milio underscore two. M-I-L-I-O underscore two. Okay, uh, and he said, when I said the fucking Knicks hashtag unreal, he said, uh, guessing this is your weekly unacceptable, Paul, laugh out loud. Well, you know what, Stan? It's not because of what happened last night. Um, however, I will vent, and this is a perfect transition of the show, I will vent about this now that we're going to get into the sports. Um, and Stan also sent me a couple of women walking in a Las Vegas casino barefoot holding bags, uh, and he put uh, unacceptable. Now, I said the unacceptables barefoot I was going to lay off of, but walking with bags through a casino barefoot is fucking pretty bad. Um, But going back to what Stan first said, um, uh, going back to what Stan first said here, I want to address. And it's a perfect segue to get into sports. Again, thank you guys for the unacceptables. Uh, If you want to send them to the email again, unacceptablesfortve at gmail.com. And if you want to tweet them, just tweet at me, at Paul Verzi, V-I-R-Z-I. I'm sure you know the last name spelling by now. It's not an E, it's a fucking I. Um, here's the thing in sports, and then we will get to, um, well, not really movie stuff, but I will talk about movies. And then, and then you know, so, so we're good. 46 minutes in, we're, we're cruising here. I, I have a nice uh, flow going. Uh, I like it. Here's, here's, the, uh, here's the issue, guys. Everybody in New York, I woke up to it. I didn't know what was going on. And I start hearing things on Facebook or seeing things on Facebook, start getting texts. Paul, what do you think about the Phil Jackson thing? I look on Facebook. Thank God, Phil Jackson out as Knicks president. It's time to, it's time to fucking celebrate. It's time to this. It's, this is the best day in Knicks history in a long time. This is the best day in years. First of all, first of all, Okay, let me start out by saying this. I never, ever thought Phil Jackson was great. I never thought that he was going to, you know, when he first got there, you're like, oh, guys won 11 rings. Let's see. Maybe the respect he's going to bring and people are going to want to come. Fine. Okay, but I never thought he was like, you know, great. You know, he definitely made some wrong moves. Now, people acting like he was Isaiah Thomas ruining the fucking franchise. People acting like he was so bad. Let's not forget, everybody, that he drafted Christoph Porzingis. That was Phil Jackson and his scouts drafting this kid, okay? 
and everybody booed. Remember? New York City, boo, boo. Everybody's upset. Years later, somebody made a good point. Now all the people booing and everybody upset are wearing fucking, you see little kids wearing Przingis jerseys at the next drafts, the future drafts, okay? So he put a big piece that a lot of NBA teams want, okay? Now, this French kid, he also drafted. If this French kid who they're saying on tape, and I saw him on tape, looks fucking awesome. 6'6 or 6'5 long, plays defense, sees the floor. Come, They said he comes up the floor. He's fucked. They said he's going to be great. Now, if this kid is good, those are two Phil Jackson picks. Now, here's where Phil, Phil Jackson went wrong. You should never publicly bash the star. He wanted Carmelo Anthony out so bad because he thought that with Carmelo Anthony out, the triangle would work and people would start to see winning. And that's what he wanted so bad. But he went about it wrong. He publicly trashed the guy to run him out of town. That was bad. And the Joakim Noah deal was bad. The Derrick Rose thing was fine. I don't want to hear anybody say anything about Derrick Rose. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing bad about that deal. We got him for a bag of fucking balls. It was a one-year deal. You could live with him, live without him. It does not matter. It was all gravy. It was house money. The Derrick Rose deal was house money. Nothing wrong with it. Okay? And fuck this Christoph Porzingis, you know, dealing him out there. You know what? You go to a fucking... You, you always listen to deals. Always. He has the world for him, so it's not like he was going to get rid of him. He was never serious about it. And you know what? You would go to an exit meeting. You're a fucking rookie or a two-year rookie, and you're listening to Carmelo Anthony, and you go to an exit meeting. Don't go to the exit meeting. How about... Th- I mean, uh, go to the exit meeting, and then that won't happen. So that's ridiculous, and it came from Carmelo Anthony, I think, or part of it. All right? Saying, oh, it's in disarray, this and that, trying to get Phil out. That, that's what they tried to do, and they did it. Now... I'm not saying Phil Jackson was great, but read between the lines. There was a lot of things out of his out of control, and he did make a couple mistakes, like staying married to the triangle. The uh, publicly talking about Carmelo Anthony was a wrong thing, and also um, the 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 Noah deal. But as far as basketball personnel deals, the only thing that he did that I really didn't like was the Noah deal. He gave him too much money, too many years. Um, but people need to calm down and stop acting like it was that, that was fucking it. And I'm going to tell you something. If this French kid is awesome and him and Przingis turn into all-stars, then what? Then that's the, that's the foundation that fucking Phil Jackson put there. Let's not forget that. Let's not forget that just yet. So everybody needs to calm the fuck down. All right. You know what I love? I love that a lot of my listeners don't like basketball or the Knicks, but I'm so, I love them so much and I just want to see them do well that they actually care what the Knicks are doing. (laughs) That's the love you guys show me, and I really, really appreciate it. I'm sure I got Knicks fans in Canada now. I'm sure I <laughs> I just want to see the Knicks fucking win. It's so exciting. Could you imagine like watching your like the like watching your team be in the NBA Finals? Like it, I know that that sounds nuts to say because so many of you have, but I haven't since 1999. All right, so you're talking fucking a good 18 year, and they got fucking swept that year, I think. They got swept to the, or they won one. I think they won one. I think they lost in five. They lost in five to the San Antonio Spurs in 1999, if my memory serves me correctly. But everybody needs to just calm down with the whole Phil Jackson thing. Moving on from basketball, the Yankees, like I said, are hovering around. But guys, I am back in. I am back in. I'm watching uh, Yankee games every night again like I was watching NBA playoffs. It's just... They're right in the hunt for first place. They got this kid, Aaron Judge, who's like fucking acts like Jeter with the body like Ruth, but better. It's like a superhero Ruth with the mind of Jeter. Loves, is just a great teammate. Everybody loves him. He says the right things. He's humble. He's quiet. 
He's fucking, they're afraid of him. They're walking him. Anytime they put it in the strike zone, he fucking either gets a hit or puts it over the fence. I mean, what's not to love about Aaron Judge? They got, uh, you know, great young players. Didi Gregorius. They got this Castro kid. They got Gary Sanchez. They're bringing up young kids from the minors that are doing good. It's just amazing. It's amazing to watch. Me and my son are loving it. So I'm totally into baseball. And now that basketball and, uh, you know, even hockey I was getting into. Like, I just love watching, watching shit now, especially playoffs. But... This, is, this has been awesome to watch. So, um, excited about that. And uh, that's pretty much it for sports. I know I bored half of you to death with that, but that's just uh, what's going on in New York, what's going on in sports. Uh, other things, Chris Paul went to the Rockets. I No one's going to beat the, the Warriors yet. And I know they're trying, but the Warriors look like they're locked and loaded for the next couple of years. Like I said, the NBA is a WWE right now. Um... And uh, what else? Blake Griffin's gonna go somewhere. Nobody cares because he's just not a—he's not a franchise changer. Uh, and I'm just being real, you know. He's, he's a good—he's a good player, highlight players, but he's not—I don't know, you know. Never, never loved his game because his game doesn't change the outcome of games. Um, that's it. That's pretty much all I have uh, for hockey information. I will defer to my friend Joe Bartnick. Go to his uh, Facebook page, and he does his uh, mornings puck offs, morning skate. Uh, which he does a little video, so uh, I'll pass the buck to my buddy. And uh, movies have not seen any movies yet, uh, other than that Cars three, which still bothered me. I had a part two of why it bothered me on my uh, Patreon podcast, which you guys could check out for as little as three dollars. Thank you all for the support. Go to the Patreon if you want some extra Verzi Effect content, because it's just like this, but either with an interview or me just continuing. So, so I'm either interviewing a comedian or I am just doing more of this shit. And, uh, you know, whatever. Um, here's a movie that, uh, how about this? Let's talk about some under, you know what I wanted to do actually? Mark Wahlberg movies. I wanted to talk about Mark Wahlberg movies. Say what you want about Mark Wahlberg and his movies. They're fucking entertaining. Are they not? Four Brothers was fucking good. It was good. It was entertaining. You know, it, it was one of those movies where, like, you walk by and you just watch a scene and then you're like, oh, hold on, I just want to see what it's good. And then the other day they played um, they played Four Brothers on there. And then after Four Brothers, back to back, they did another Wahlberg movie. They did Shooter. And I'm just watching and, uh, you know, Danny Glover says, well, you know, where's the shooter going to come from? And they make him go because they're going to try to assassinate the president. And he's like, it's going to be in Philadelphia. And then they frame him and they try to kill him. And they're after him. And I just was locked in. I was like, this is great. This is entertaining, good movie. I enjoyed it. Like, the guy is just in entertaining movies. And I think he's in... I'll tell you the one movie, though. The one movie which let me know that Mark Wahlberg does have a chance for an Oscar. I think he will. Somewhere down the line in his career, Mark Wahlberg will either be nominated or win an Oscar. I think. Because he's got the ability to do it. And when I saw it was... At the end of the movie Lone Survivor, when he gets rescued by somebody that he thinks might be, you know, uh, a terrorist or an Al-Qaeda, you know, he gets he gets freaked out, he gets scared, and uh, and you just watched him do it, and he did it amazing, and I was like, wow, this guy's good. This guy, he's actually not bad. Are you really defending Mark Wahlberg's acting on the Verzi effect? Yes, I am, everybody. I am I am defending it because he's actually a good actor. And I loved Lone Survivor. I loved Four Brothers. I loved Shooter. I don't know. It's just entertaining. Let me, here, do me a favor. 
Watch those three movies, okay? If you're home, you got nothing to do, you haven't seen them. Four Brothers, Shooter, and Lone Survivor. Watch those three movies and tell me I didn't nail it. Tell me which ones you don't like and why, and I will listen, and I will discuss on the show, okay? Uh, Because I thought they were good movies. Now, guys, now that I'm done with sports, I'm done with movies, uh, I do want to say to everybody before I end this podcast, I hope everybody has an amazing 4th of July weekend. There will be another Patreon podcast coming out, um, you know, with an interview. But I want to thank you all, uh, you know, for listening, for submitting. Hope you all have an amazing 4th of July weekend. Safe. Don't blow your fucking fingers off. Don't blow your hands off. Okay, have the extended lighter. Run away. You know, don't fucking shoot it into your neighbor's yard like I did. Don't overeat and overdrink. Just enjoy your family. Enjoy the f- enjoy the fucking Independence Day. Enjoy America. Um, enjoy everything. And I hope you all have a great one, okay? Um, a lot of dates came in, guys. I got a lot of dates, so I'm excited to announce these dates. The website is being updated and even a little bit of a facelift now. Got some new pictures coming out. Got a bunch of stuff coming out. Okay, um, before the special, we did a little photo shoot. We got some, we got some new dates. I will be in uh, July 21st through the 23rd. I will be at Stand Up Scottsdale in Phoenix, Arizona. Okay, also um, July 25th through the 27th, I will be at the Montreal Comedy Festival performing on Kevin Hart's Laugh Out Loud Live Network. Um, On July 28th through the 30th, I will be at the comedy scene at Patriot Place, okay, in Foxborough, Massachusetts. Um, And on August 3rd through August 6th, I will be headlining one of my favorite clubs with my favorite staff, one of my favorite owners, Hilarities in Cleveland, top-notch room, amazing room. Please check that out. August, Cleveland friends, come out August 3rd through August 6th. I'm bringing my buddy Alexis Guerrero. You know, you guys know Alexis from my show. Uh, He was the one we talked pizza um, he's no soccer, he's a funny comic, he's gonna be out there, uh, opening for me, featuring, it's gonna be a great time, that's August 3rd through the 6th, then, August 11th, I will be at Levittown, at Governor's Comedy Club in Long Island, and on August 12th, I will be in Bohemia at McGuire's Comedy Club in Long Island, and then August 13th, I will be shooting my special at the Terrytown Music Hall, uh, and then I'm going on fucking vacation. But, so there you go. Phoenix, uh, Massachusetts at, uh, at Foxborough at the comedy scene. Um, Montreal, Long Island, and then the special, and, and of course, I'm sorry, and Cleveland, which I just mentioned. So, for all of those dates, the dates in uh, Phoenix, Montreal, Cleveland, Long Island, go to paulverzi.com. You will be able to see all the dates, the updated site. Probably going to put another picture on there. But, uh... Thank you guys so much for the support. This has been TVE episode 313. Write in, send your unacceptables. 
Please subscribe if you want more podcasts, if you want more me, if you want to listen to this shit, if you want to hear other, you know, uh, there's going to be, yes, too, video. We just put up a video. There's going to be another video. There's going to be a bunch of shit. I'm, I'm, I'm still working this shit out. I want to thank everybody that, that subscribed. But for as little as $3 all the way up to $50, okay, um, you, can, you, can listen to more, you can listen to more TVE. So uh, check that out. Thank you guys so much for listening. Safe, happy weekend. And until episode 314, I am out of here. I will talk to you guys soon. Take care.